This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted you've joined me for another podcast episode. I hope that you are doing amazing. 2021 is like full speed ahead, right? I can't believe it. Here we are. The weeks are flying by. Today, we're going to be talking about God and your marriage. And I'm excited to share this podcast with you because those of you who know me or who have been following me for a while know that I have a strong faith and belief in God. I coach and work with people of all faiths, but personally in my own life, And for my clients who share the same faith, I love to connect coaching principles to biblical truths and biblical principles and things that God told us many, many, many years ago that I find are still true today and so true in our marriage. So today we're going to be talking about God in your marriage, and I want to encourage you to listen in no matter what your faith is, and to really find what's true for you. This is one of the beautiful things about coaching is that the whole process is about you going within and about you finding what is true for you based on you being your highest and best version of yourself. A lot of times we live our lives very unintentionally, very in sort of just low vibe thinking where we have this sort of lens of rejection or abandonment and we see things misguidedly because we haven't really tapped into our deeper truth and higher consciousness, higher thinking about who we are as individuals. So As we kick off this conversation, I want you to just ask yourself this question. What is the love story God wants to tell about your marriage, right? If God were actually writing a love story and he was creating the love story of your marriage, what would he say, right? The last episode was all about the stories we tell ourselves in marriage, and I'm curious to know... If God were the author, if he were putting pen to paper, what would he be saying about your marriage? Now, it's interesting to think about this because it may be a very different story now than what you might have initially thought when you first got married, right? So I know for me, when I first met my husband, I was so in the place of just being like, oh my goodness, 
He's literally a gift from God. He's literally everything I wrote down on my list of qualities and characteristics I wanted in a husband. And he is like walked off that piece of paper and come straight into my life, right? You may have a similar experience, or maybe you've had an experience where it was just so confirmed to you that this was the person you were supposed to marry. I know for me, there was a time when I first met my husband and I I wasn't really quite sure, but when I sort of thought about what I knew of God and what God would want for me and the type of person I actually needed in my life to grow to become my best, then it became really, really clear that this was my husband, right? And I want you to think about how that has changed for you over time and what your conversation with God is like now, right? (laughs) So maybe it's more of like, hey, God, I really want you to make him different. Like this little thing he does or this little way of being is not working, right? It's not what you would have for him. It's not what you would have for us, right? We want to disguise it in what we think God wants, right? Maybe your conversation with God now is just like, Lord, give me the strength to just endure. Give me the strength to just stay in this relationship. Give me the strength to tolerate this person, right? Very different story than probably what it was when you first got together. I think this transition happens for a couple of reasons. One is there's a lot that we forget when marriage gets hard, And our mindset is just in a totally different place. And I think one of the first things we often forget is that God loves both you and your husband equally. He doesn't have favorites, right? He's not partial to what you want and how you think things should be. You know, he's not partial to what your husband wants and how your husband thinks things should be right? And so if you're in a tough place in your marriage, God sees you both hurting and he loves you both. And he wants you both to be happy. He wants you both rising up to the occasion and being your best for each other, right? And so if you're struggling in your marriage or if your husband is struggling in the marriage, God cares and he loves you both. And he sees what you're going through, and he's there for both of you, right? There's no right or wrong person in God's eyes. Other things we forget is that God really does want you to experience love and the special sort of set aside love that your marriage can bring, right? I think this happens a lot, especially in the faith community, When people feel obligated to stay married because they made a vow or because they want to honor their commitment to God. And I think in the process of that, sometimes people just forget that like, yes, God wants you to stay together, but he wants you to experience love, right? Like that is what he is. That is what he's about. And marriage is sort of the proving ground or the platform or the runway or the vehicle to experience love, both to give love unconditionally and to receive love unconditionally. And so if you're in a marriage where you're just staying together because 
God hates divorce, right? Which is a scripture that is like misquoted and put in the wrong context a lot of times. He wants you to experience love because he is love and he wants you to have love in every aspect of your life, especially in your marriage. Other things we forget when marriage is hard is that God really wants you to grow and to be more like him. That's the point of life, right? If you aren't growing, if you aren't using God and Christ as a model for how you're to live your life, you've missed the point, right? And happiness and love is experienced by being more like God, being forgiving, being gracious and compassionate and understanding and not focusing so much on what you're getting, but focusing more on how you can be a giver, how you can be of service to your spouse and to your family and to the relationship you want to be having. Now, that doesn't mean that you become a doormat and that you never speak your feelings or speak your mind or that you never have any boundaries or standards, right? But it does mean that you're focused on how can I be better in this situation? Other things that we forget when marriage is hard is that God is always working, right? He's not asleep, not paying attention, not noticing, the things that are happening. He is working and his timing is perfect. And with that, you don't have to control everything. You don't have to control anything, actually. The only thing you want to concern yourself with is, am I in a position to receive God's best for me? I think that's a powerful question to ask yourself. Am I in a position to receive God's best for me? That puts you in surrender. That puts you in receiving. That puts you in thinking about what you want, but also becoming a match for what you want, right? So God's not going to give you a husband who is doting on you, who loves and cherishes you. If you still have kind of a funky attitude or if you're super impatient, Or if you always look at what's wrong rather than what's positive. This is something just to like keep in your back pocket and to remember. Now, I thought it would be important in this episode to really talk about inviting God in. And I think many of us, especially when you get married, recognize that God has to be the center of your marriage. And I believe that we all go in with great intentions and with the desire for that to be really true. But what I find is that it's easy to do that when the circumstances of your marriage are lining up with what you expect and what you want them to be. And when they're not, right, when marriage gets hard or you find yourself really struggling to be happy and to love this person that you've committed yourself to. We don't really know how to lean in, lean on God. And so I have practice and coach my clients to practice five steps 
And they're not sequential steps. You can actually really start at any one that feels like the right starting place for you. So I'm going to share all five, and then I want you to just think about where can you start? Which one of these can you commit to for yourself in the next week, in the next month, or period of time, however long it takes? So number one is just sitting in his presence. I think of this as meditation, and the idea of meditation has a lot of different connotations or definitions or descriptions. For me, when I talk about meditating, it's just getting still and quiet and being in the presence of God and connecting with God being inside of you, right? He's already promised us that the Holy Spirit would dwell in us. And so we always have access to God, but we live our lives so busy, our heads are spinning with so many thoughts that we need to intentionally quiet ourselves, be still and know that he is God, of course, but just being still and like accessing his presence within you. And so you can start this even just five minutes. I love to just light a candle because I love the smell of candles. You don't have to, but just sit quietly, right? Sometimes I even just put my hand on my heart and feel God's presence. I want you to imagine that like you're just sitting in the room with him. He's there all in the room and you're just there in his presence. And that's your only intention is to just be in his presence. Number two way to invite God in is to specifically ask for awareness and insight. Where again, when you're experiencing the circumstances of your marriage, it may feel like you have the answers. It may feel like you know what's happening and this is what needs to change and this is the solution. But you're coming to those conclusions from a very limited perspective, right? Like you only know what's happened in the past and what's happening now. God sees ahead, right? He knows what's going to happen tomorrow and 10 years from now and 20 years from now. And so you want to be able to invite him in and ask for awareness and insight. God, what is it that you want me to be seeing that I'm not seeing? What is it that you want me to know that I don't know? Where do I have blinders on? Where do I have limited thinking? And I'm just not seeing this situation for what it truly is. Show me. Show me what it is that you see that I need to know that's going to impact my life right now and the decisions I make now. Number three, in terms of how to invite God in, is asking for vision. I feel like anything we ever accomplish in life comes from having a goal and having a vision and having sort of like a finish line or a place and destination that we are trying to get to. Now, for many of us, right, when you first got married, you had a vision. You had a vision of building this happy life, right, with the white picket fence and the kids and the dog, and the car, and the vacation, right? That was your vision of having a life that was full of connection, and great conversation, and fun times together. 
And when you stumble upon hard times, those things sort of like shrink. And it's almost like you forget that you can still want to have those things that sometimes people get in such a place of lack of what's not happening and what's not in the marriage. They don't even give themselves permission to create a vision. And I want you to ask God for the vision. Ask him to give you a picture, a snapshot, a moment in time in the future that can be your goal for your marriage. I know for me, when I think about this sometimes, I will think back to the first dance my husband and I had at our wedding, and we watch our wedding video every year. And I just look at how he was looking at me. It was like I was an angel. He was smiling from ear to ear. He was singing to me. It was just like the best, most amazing moment. And so I carry that in my heart. And as I think about who I want to be as a wife, And what I'm constantly working on is having that type of experience, right? Where he looks at me and it's just like, I am a dream come true to him and he is a dream come true to me. That's part of my vision. You can borrow that if it serves you. And you can also just ask God to give you something so tangible and so specific and something you have such a strong desire for that it will help you overcome these bumps in the road that you might be experiencing now. Number four is to ask God for the strength to embody his qualities right? So we know we're supposed to forgive. We know we're not supposed to harbor anger. We know we're supposed to be kind and patient. And then sometimes it's really hard to do those things. Not a problem. God has an abundant supply of the strength you need to carry those things out. He would not suggest that it be how you operate without giving you the energy, the motivation, the know-how to carry those things out. And so really all that's required is that you want to, that you want to be the person that he's calling you to be and just ask for the strength to carry it out. Number five is asking for discipline and self-control which is a little bit different than trying to embody his strength, I mean, his qualities, because discipline and self-control often includes not being how you are being, right? Like it requires you to restrain yourself. It requires you to stop being not like God, right? It's kind of like the flip side of this coin. And so discipline and self-control is, you know, Lord, help me to not say everything that comes out of my mouth. Help me to not dwell on the thoughts that may enter into my mind, but to really keep my mind focused on things that are good and pure and lovely, right? So you may need some discipline. You may need some self-control. I know that has been something I've invited God's help with a lot as a mom (laughs) and as a wife, right? And as just a human being in the world that we live in right now, okay? 
So again, those five ways to invite God in. One, just sit in his presence. Two, ask for awareness and insight. Three, ask for vision. Four, ask for the strength to embody his qualities. And five, ask for discipline and self-control. You pick the one you know you want to start with now. Here's what I want to close with. God is with you in every season of your marriage. He is always talking to you. He's always wanting to lead you. And as you think about the way you've been feeling or the way you've been showing up, I want you to just ask, is there evidence of God leading you? Or are you more in your own feelings frustration, anger, disappointment? Are you more in resentment and just really negative sort of hopeless thoughts? If you are, you won't find God there and you won't find his help there. But he is reaching out to help you. You just have to commit and want to feel differently You have to commit and want to see things in a different way because there is always a different way to be seen. There's always a different perspective to be found, a perspective that gives you peace, a perspective that helps you feel calm, content, hopeful, relieved. These are the things that I work with my clients on week after week. We invite God in for those who really want him to be a part of the process. And I give them the tools and the strategies to manage their mind, to adjust their thinking, to shift their attitude so that they can experience more love and peace in this relationship that was once their greatest blessing. If this sounds like help that you are looking for, I invite you to work with me. You can schedule a complimentary call on my website, drshavon.com. Click the button that says work with me. You will find options to work with me as an individual. You will find options to work with me as a couple. I am here to help you. And until then, apply one of these strategies for inviting God in. I know he will lead you. I know he will direct you to the next thing that is best for you right now. I will be back with you next time. Be well, my friends. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.